A one-way bus ride into a hell called pretentious 80s buttholes. This is Steger Madness, and this is St. Elmo's Fire. What's that smell? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty as fuck. Hey, look at me! Yuki! Thrill me. If you come back in here, I'm gonna hit you with so many rides, you're gonna beg for a left. Thrill me. Beg for a left. Thrill me. Hey, look at me! No! Hello, welcome to Sticker Madness, the podcast about bad movies, far bad movie lovers, by bad movie lovers. I'm your host, Justin, with me are always Sam and Jackie. Uh, it's St. Elmo's Fire Day. Uh, we will not be having a conversation on costumes. <laughs> <All right. laughs> You're just going to skip just, right over that. Wait, just wear regular clothes. <laughs> yeah. Clothes that buttholes wear. Buttholes. Uh, well, it's like the, the one thing I will mention is like a lot of these people were still wearing like fraternity jackets or college yeah. blazers. Uh-huh. You fucking graduated. You yeah. put that shit in your closet. You it's, don't wear it out to the bar. Like wearing your letterman's jacket from high school when you're in your 30s. Yeah, you only wear that for sex. Glory day. What? <laughs> <laughs> to make you look younger or what? No. Yeah, she's like, I remember the quarterback. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I actually didn't get one because I was too poor. <laughs> it's not It's not a joke. I really didn't get one because I was too poor. I just got the letter and I couldn't put it on anything. Uh, St. Elmo's Fire from 1985, uh, ironically or coincidentally, whatever, the uh, same year as uh, The Breakfast Club was released. Uh, currently not streaming for free anywhere, but uh, it is available for rent uh, for two ninety nine wherever yeah, they, normally rent movies. They really aced us on this one. Yeah. After I picked it, it came off of Amazon Prime and uh, we had to pay for it. It's like they listen to our podcast and they're like, oh, Sam's going to pick it. Take it yeah. off. Yeah. And I've seen it twice now, so I may be paying for it for the rest of my life. Man, do you pay? Um, follow us, Stinger Madness, on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Stinger Madness. Uh, write to us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Stinger Madness. Subscribe to us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Stinger Madness. Uh, thank you for everybody who does uh, currently and uh, in the future. Um. What else we got? Anything? Phone calls. Yeah. Uh, call us. Leave us a voicemail. Go to our website. Hit the phone button and uh, tell us your thoughts. Uh, maybe you are an 80s pretentious butthole and want to uh, defend uh, your buttholishness. Oh, go read some of the reviews, the user reviews okay. of this movie. And right. there is a lot of people that are like, uh -huh. man, I remember it was just like this. <laughs> those were the days. And you're like. What? Don't say out loud that you were this much of an <laughs> asshole during the 80s. Are you kidding me? Uh, yeah. Yeah, at 22, I still hadn't finished college. Yeah, which was early 2000s, so not quite the same decade. I'd like to think that man has progressed a little bit since then. Okay, so most people that I know did not finish college right after high school in four years. Because at one point, they say... Mm -hmm. How did my life get so messed up at 22? Right. No, they were in their early 20s. Right. Yeah. They also went to Georgetown, too, which is a really fucking hard school to get into. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. they probably had to do it in four. Yeah. yeah. I would think four. Well, and you would think that if that was the case, what what the fuck happened to Rob Lowe's character? Right. How did he even get in? Uh, let's uh, let's address the cast. 
Uh, we've got uh, Rob Lowe, obviously, as Jackie mentioned. Um, Demi Moore. Demi Moore. Andrew McCarthy. And 80s. husband. Demi Moore's husband at the time, Emilio Estevez. I'm Actually, I think sure. they got married right after I, this. I did not know that. Uh, Emilio Estevez. Emilio Sheen. Uh, whatever you want to address him by. Sure. Uh, Judd Nelson. Who else we got? Ali Sheedy. Ali Sheedy. Mayor Winningham. I think it's Mary Winningham. Is it? Yeah. I thought it was a mayor. I don't know. Uh, is, is that the guy, the other guy? Yeah, that's the guy that uh, is a virgin. No, that's the virgin. Oh. Yeah. Uh, who, fun fact. Who Who's the guy, before we move to fun fact, okay. Uh-huh. Who who is the guy that is in love with- Andrew Andrew McCarthy. Who is in love with- The the gal. Allie Sheedy. Yeah. Andrew that, McCarthy. Yeah, that's Andrew, staple yeah. of the 80s. If I'm yeah. going to give a gold star to anybody in this movie for looks, it's him. Really? Andrew yeah. McCarthy. Huh. See, and you don't like Judd Nelson, but uh, there was quite a bit of moist underwears for Judd Nelson at this point in time. Ew. And I, I am on your side, Jackie. I think Judd Nelson is a gargoyle. <laughs> <laughs> he is a gargoyle. But uh, yeah, I don't know. And then obviously Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. Is, is that the fun fact? You, uh, they no. found him as a yeah. gargoyle. And like, hey, you want to be in the movie? The fun fact about Mare Winningham is that she, though she was playing a virgin, she was actually pregnant during the filming of this hey, movie. Hey-oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so not a virgin unless no. it was immaculate. Hmm. Let's check in on that. Let's go to the streets and find out if what? Jesus has been born. Yeah. Who put that baby in mare? God or Zeus. He transformed into a ram. I had no choice but to have sex with him. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure her child is a nice individual. Yeah. Uh, Sam, what else do you have to tell us in your boring bullshit about, uh, Sam well, it was quite a deal getting this thing made because Schumacher shopped it. Around and every studio head's like, fuck no. Was Schumacher even a guy before this? He already done DC Cab. Okay, all right, all right, there you go. Uh, which is one of his good movies. Schumacher's a real head scratcher because he's done a couple of really good movies. Like Batman Forever? No. <laughs> yeah, that's the other side of this guy, but like, Tigerland's okay. I think Falling Down is a great movie. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time, but man, a lot of people love that movie. Um, but yeah, he does other stuff. Fans it's of the bad. Opera. Bad stuff, but I don't know about this one. So he couldn't get it made because it was about the most the there was a studio head that said the most despicable people he's ever seen on the page of a screenplay. Correct. And uh, eventually Richard Donner's wife produces it. Okay. And uh, this is what we get. It's unique. I will give it that, especially for uh, the Rat Pack or Brat Pack. uh, Yeah. Of the 1980s, because it, it yes, all, all of John Hughes movies deal with some sort of level of like inner torture, not necessarily torture, but like finding out that life is more bullshit than you want it to be, but still remaining positive. Sure. All of John Hughes movies are really positive, even though they address these early adult issues. Uh, this one is not positive. It's odd too because uh, they were having a hard time casting, mm-hmm. and so uh, Lauren Shooter. Uh, sorry. <coughs> hey, Lauren Shuler Donner actually was like, "What do I do?" She just asked John Hughes, and he gave her Estevez, Sheedy, and uh, Nelson. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Oh, use these three. Right? You can't fill out the movie. Use these three. So they actually." Just pretty much went from one set to the other. Right. Uh, they didn't have a problem. Like, I guess Rob Lowe was what got this made. 
Like he was such a teen idol at the time. Right. Look at that they guy. Greenlit. Like, oh, if we get Rob Lowe, we can make it. We've got no choice. We've got Rob Lowe. Yeah, we have to do exactly. this. Exactly. He would then win the Razzie for this. Oh yeah. Huh. Really? He didn't. I don't get it. Yeah. I think that there was other choices that could have been made. Yeah. <laughs> to me, Rob Lowe is is like an android. Like we mentioned before on the show, he really doesn't age. He looks no, no, he is a robot. Yeah, he looks fantastic in Parks and Rec. He he has been replaced by a synth and from the Institute. He is not a man anymore. He is all machine and an incredibly charming robot. Yeah. As it were. Yeah. Uh, Andy McDowell credits this film mm-hmm. as changing her career and her life for the better. I guess. <laughs> I'm like, really? This one? Not Legends of the Fall? Right. This is the one? Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Throw that in there. And I guess this one probably maybe it was her springboard. Maybe she became something yeah. after this, I guess. Oh. I'm not sure. She's barely really not even the but, movie. But uh, The last bit of news is probably the worst because mm. this is still floating around. In 2009, Sony optioned to uh, optioned a remake of this. Okay. And then decided to use the movie mm-hmm. as the starting point to a series. What? What? They haven't obviously gotten uh, any traction. The rubber hasn't met the road yet. Uh-huh. But uh, apparently it's still in development hell and might actually happen. Because you can't see nothing happen for two hours. You need to watch a nothing happen show for an hour every for, week. Yeah. No. Um. What What about numbers, Sam? You got any numbers on this? $37 million made against 10. That's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. It, I think Rob Lowe posters yeah. sold tickets. Right, so, right. But then people walked out of the theater like, what the fuck did I just watch? Um, I'm going to go ahead and preface that uh, I fucking don't like this type of movie at all. I don't know what it's called, uh, but like it's an ensemble movie, but there's a specific genre that maybe doesn't even have a, a name, but like Grand Canyon. Yeah. The Big Chill. Um, What's that other one? Crash. Yeah. Uh, Just like vignettes of people's lives all mashed up into one connection. They're all connected people wise. And I just, I fucking hate that. It seems like it's cheap to me. Well, also it smells like cool water. Like this isn't real. This is not, this is phony movies. Yeah. I, I, one of the problems is, is they tend to try to be about so much that they're never really about anything. Right. Right. And this one, I don't know if that's this, though. You don't think it's uh, the same type of genre as Big Chill and uh, Grand Canyon? Sure, it is. But at the same time, like, having seen it twice now, they just can't be these people can't be this bad. No, people. Well, I'm afraid people can be this bad, yeah. Sam. I mean, yeah. you know, it is 2018. It's sure. probably based off I mean, real people that were part of his friendship circle. Well, He's like, I hate you fuckers. I'm putting you in a movie. Mm. But you can't have people this bad in a movie, in a movie where you're portraying them as like. Hey, wow, I can really relate to that, man. No, you can't. No. If you can, you belong in prison. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is that it's just like this movie's almost exactly the same thing as Whit-, Whit Stillman's Last Days of Disco, which is lauded as being one of the great uh, stinging commentaries of the early 80s. Mm-hmm. I think Joel Shoemaker is basically making a commentary on what he felt was a lost generation. He's like, this is how fucking oh, asshole fuck you fuck are. Fuck this generation. I mean... If these are the people that were doing the stuff at the time and they're our parents, essentially, um, they did a very bad job with with the gifts that they were given by the (laughs) 80s. Fuck these people. All right. You guys ready to do this? 
Yeah. No. Ha ha ha! Ho ho ho! Yeah! What is that? I think that's the chant that, that they do. I thought it was boogity boogity boogity. <laughs> oh yeah, well I tried to block it out of my mind and then I wanted to use it on the podcast so I just made some shit up. What's that Bud Light saying now that it fucking sucks? Dilly dilly? Yeah, dilly. It's dumb shit like that. It's like boogity 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 hoo! <laughs> yeah, they have a group thing. A group they thing. Do. They have a group thing. That's the first like warning. They have a group thing that they do. Yeah. Fuck these people. <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. So they they're graduated. The entire this group they just graduated college. As Jackie says, they're twenty two. Uh, optimistic. They've got their whole futures ahead of them. And the very next thing that happens is Rob Lowe crashes uh, Wendy's car uh, while drunk driving. While drunk drunk driving. And we don't know even know what he crashed into. Did he hit somebody? I mean, what's going on here? I don't know. It's they just, just you just they're, you're at the hospital. You know it's serious. He crashed my car. She's got a minor head injury. Uh huh. He's getting arrested. There's a huge naked fat guy in the background. What the fuck is this fat if naked fat guy doing? God damn it! Does Schumacher put some weird shit in the background <laughs> of this movie? Why, whose ass is that? Why is his ass out? Why is, and he keeps coming back. He like just he, wanders into the yeah, scene. He comes into the scene. He walks out. Here's my fat butt. Like a lady leading him around. Right. What could he possibly be doing? Uh, where am I? How did I get here? Yeah. Oh, it's eighty five. He's running uh, for vice president. That's uh-huh. what's happening. <laughs> and he's got a hairy butt. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dark crack. Hmm. That's what I'm. I just thought of him like <laughs> that. The, the old dark crack. Oh, <laughs> the old yeah. dark crack is back in the scene. <laughs> That's all I could think every time I saw it. I was like, oh, there it you is have, again. You have to cross the dark crack to get into Mordor. Oh. Yeah, yeah I didn't know how I met. I didn't notice the fat naked guy the first time. <laughs> how did you not? I don't know. But like the second time I'm watching it, I'm like, how did I even pay attention to this scene? <laughs> what is that fat naked guy doing back there? Uh, He's back in front of the camera again. <laughs> get that kid off the escalator. Um. So, yeah, he gets arrested for boozing and cruising. Who knows if he killed somebody, but he's very like, it's like, it's like a fucking traffic ticket. Sure. Like not well, even a big deal. They follow him to the station, uh huh. bail him out. Right. And then they go to the bar. Then they go to the bar. You have just lost your license for 90 days. Is it 90 days? I can't remember what happened when we... Both Sam and I have been down this road. <laughs> uh, it's more like six months. Well, this is the 80s, though, right? Did they even have yeah, the laws Yeah, no, no, no. The, the DUI laws, uh, it's the uh, um, the BAC level uh, dropped in the early 2000s, I think, from... Yeah. Uh, That's state to state. It is state to state, but I think it was a general across the board. MAD made such a difference. Sure. But they still had... You couldn't do it, and you... We're punished for doing it. It wasn't like a traffic ticket. In the 70s, it was like a traffic ticket because, hey, kids, uh, you're riding in the back of this truck. Hand your your dad another bottle of whiskey, you know, type thing. But the 80s was different. They they actually in Florida, you could still drink and drive until like 91. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, they're not in Florida there. Where the fuck are they? Okay. Well, I remember as a kid. Mm hmm. That uh, I really wanted to go to Skate World. It was Skate World Party Night, which is a roller skating rink for, uh-huh. for people that are not familiar with it. Sure. And uh, my friend, she was going to go, and her mom was like, oh, her mom was a, just a fucking bitch. Okay. She gave us a ride. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Her name was Tony. Oh. Uh, the, my friend's name was Tony. Oh, oh okay. What's, what was the mom's name? 
Um, Brenda. <laughs> I don't know. She was a bitch face. But I really like Tony. So we okay. went to the skate world, and I remember I was sitting in the car, and her mom's got a six pack of beer there. Uh-huh. She's just chugging them down as we're as we're getting to the skate world. She's like, "I guess you you call me when you get done, and if I don't answer, you better call Jackie's parents." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> okay. Yep. Yep. I mean, people did it. I'm not saying people didn't do it, and sure. it wasn't as forced like it is now. But I'm pretty sure if you crash your car and there's injuries involved, they're gonna enforce it. Sure, you're going to fucking jail, buddy. Well, you, you gotta you gotta meet the judge on fucking Monday. Uh, anyways, no, they just bail him out and goes, "Hey, no problem. Let's go Let's get go drunk. Get drunk <laughs> again. Again, more drunk. This fucking DUI pickup runs killing my buzz." <laughs> Uh, so while they're at the hospital, though, um, Emilio Estevez, his character's name is uh, Kirby. Kirby. Uh, he goes all Dreamweaver on Annie McDowell. Yeah. And uh, who is a doctor there? Right. And he's in law school, but also a waiter. Yeah. He works at the bar that they're getting drunk at. Right. Later, we'll see him just drinking beers off of tables uh-huh. while he's at work. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> That's what I would do. Wounded soldier, you know, that nobody's going to yeah. miss it. Goddamn. So shit face got down all these halfies. It's like, people aren't even done with those beers. <laughs> Kirby, just stop drinking people's beer. <laughs> Pulled that out of my mouth. Oh, they're, they're done with that one. No, they weren't. You shit housed. You just brought this plate of nachos and ate it on the way over <laughs> you just, here. You just walked over with a pitcher that you were supposed to give him and drunk it as fast as you could and dumped beer all over 90% yourself. 90% of it is on your shirt. In, I can see your nipples. In front of the people that ordered the beer. <laughs> And then puked on their dinner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you suck, sir. Yeah. I am not going to leave a good Yelp review. <laughs> no. The bar is, of course, named St. Elmo's. St. Elmo's Bar, yeah. Not yeah. St. Elmo's bar, but. Um, anyway, so uh, they are palling around, being just general buttholes. They're all just the bestest of friends, and you fucking hate them instantly. Yeah. When And then I'm questioning everybody's motivations in this at this bar scene because Judd Hirsch grabs Rob Lowe and gives him a fucking swirly. Yeah. In a bar toilet. The bar toilet is going to be gross. It's the worst place you could get a swirly at. Got like piss and shit all over his head. Maybe the bus station. There's barf on his head. There's, There's not barf at the bus station. There's homeless pubes, but barf is, I'm going to say it's worse than homeless pubes. Yeah, and then there's poo, and there's probably semen. Yeah. Everything is in that toilet. No, it's gross. Nobody it, cleans the toilet at a bar. And Rob Lowe's like, <laughs> it's cool, bro. He like, We're bros. Yeah, he like uses it to do his hair. Right. Yeah, because, so he gets the swirly because uh-huh. he lost another job that Judd's character got for him. Swirly time. Alec. The, arguably Alec, yeah. the most humiliating Thing you can do to another human being yeah i mean there's pulling their pants down and everybody sees their wiener hey look at his wiener uh but hidden dirt bunge barf std toilet is, yeah that's that's past the line bro i would never speak to this guy again no never the, doesn't matter i would say that like the first like eight things that come out of uh alex mouth mm-hmm. 
from scene to scene at the beginning of this movie, you're like, why does anybody not just punch this guy in the fucking face every time he opens his mouth? You just want to punch him in the face. does nothing for humankind. Oh, he's very self-important, though. Yes. Because oh, he, absolutely. And he never, like in every scene that he's in, you never, ever miss the fact that he works with politicians. Uh-huh. That he's in some kind of a political career. Right. At first, it's the governor. He's and like then, an aide or something. Yeah. Next is the senator. senator. I'm like, you know, they also have the people that sit down in the front so that you can't see them so they can pass notes. Are you that guy? What? <laughs> the note? What? The note passer guy? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm Ronald Reagan's note passer guy. <laughs> he just like scribbles something on hands it to Ronald Reagan, who gets a chuckle because it's just a veiny penis. <laughs> what do you do what with do you... with jelly beans coming yeah. out of it? <laughs> oh, you work for the you work for the president. What do you do? I draw pictures of dicks on paper, <laughs> fold it up, and hand it to him. Uh, did you have to get appointed for that position? Uh, how would how did your like, Senate I'll, clearance actually, go? Actually, I'll draw you a picture of something that's appointed. <laughs> Look at this one. Look at that. It's a pointy wiener. Uh, how long did it take to get you your security clearance on that show? <laughs> <laughs> I have to wait outside. I do not have security clearance. They don't give that to guys who draw dicks. <laughs> Here's Sounds my, like you've been there, Sam. Yeah, like you really, yeah, no. you really have a good feeling for this. You enter uh-huh. somewhere. Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, this this veiny dick used to be top secret. I did. I de- I declassified it. I had to check it out. I I did my internship fifteen feet from the entrance of the federal building. I re- I redacted the pubes on this one. <laughs> All right. Okay, that's where we're at today. Uh, so it's going to be vexing to actually talk about these assholes. Right. So we're going to have, I got, I got almost three pages. of notes I know, though, well, so. Cause you All can, right. anyways, uh, Alec is going to marry Ali Sheedy's character, Leslie. Yes. Like he wants to because, and we find out later why he wants to. It's not just because they're in love. She clearly is deep into this relationship with him. Yeah. Uh, but he wants to marry her. Because he thinks it will cause him to stop cheating on her. Uh huh. Once we're married, I'll have to stop having sex with all these women. Uh, you know, it's pretty bad logic. Um, yeah. I don't think that's a good plan. No. I think somebody like if anybody was his friend, be like, dude, are you fucking kidding me right now? Dude, that's what I did when I married you. Oh, oh I was like, if I man. marry this guy, then I'll quit being a whore. I'll, I'll stop banging celebrities. As, as you know. No more Gerard Butler for me. to <laughs> <laughs> tell him no, because I married Justin. Why I'm not married yet, I'm still boning Gerard Butler. Right. <laughs> You're still cheating on... Um, your hand. Yeah, your, your hand, hand with Gerard Butler. With actual humans. <laughs> with Gerard Butler's butt. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm just saying, uh-huh. if, if he ever comes to visit you again, Sam, you know, you could bring him over for tea. Yeah, I guess I could. Yeah. Great. That's... Tea with Gerard Butler. That's where. Um, that's exciting. Let's go back to veiny dicks. <laughs> yeah, he's got a veiny dick, Gerard Butler. <laughs> um, yeah. So he wants to marry her, but why doesn't she want to marry him? I think she suspects all along that he's a serial poker. But she like it's like she's in denial or something. She wanted to admit it to herself, or she's like, "I'm not ready to get married yet because I'm only twenty fucking two. Yeah, that's yeah. Part, yeah, that's kind of a big deal. And she she says also, "I want to do something for myself so that I have something to give." Huh. So she, she wants to have her career and she wants to what use career? her education. I the best I could tell, she was an architect. She's an artist of um, some sort. Yeah. She had like paints and an easel. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I don't think that's ever clearly defined for her. Oh yeah, she's she's a real Banksy. This one. She's, yeah, she's got paints. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think she just knew deep down this guy is a fucking okay. twat. Like, he is a fucking twat, and I don't think you have to know that deep down. I think you can put that one up towards the top. But then I think she gets a lot of peer pressure from her girlfriends, and they're all like, "Oh, you guys are the couple." You guys are what everybody Those aspires to be. Those women should also hate him. No, everybody, everybody should hate him. Everybody loves him in this why? movie. Uh, anyways, uh, why is a pretty big important question we're going to have uh, throughout the entire thing. Um, so Demi Moore's character, Jules, uh, stops by their place. Yes. Allie Sheedy and, uh, or, or Alec and Leslie's place. And is there to just drink their vodka and sleep on the floor. I, I think guess. she said, all I can guess, and it's twice through now, because there's a conversation with McCarthy later, uh-huh. Kevin. I think her apartment is getting painted. Oh, 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 okay. I think that she's getting the uh, Billy Idol mural <laughs> put on her wall yeah, right then. Right. And it's making a mess. So she goes to sleep on their floor. Okay. And then drink their vodka. Correct. Which, let's break down their day so far that we have been involved in. Uh, they got drunk uh-huh. and crashed car crash. a car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then they went to the bar and got drunk. Yeah. Er, and then she goes to their apartment and gets drunker, gets drunker by herself. And it's like you can tell that she knows how to put them down. Because <laughs> she's just drinking Absolute out of a water glass. Right. And absolute, like, I think people think it's good when they're like 20-something. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. But it's not very good. Yeah, it's middle shelf. Yeah, it's mediocre as fuck. Yeah. You can't just drink it out of a water glass. You're going to barf. Unless you're, unless you've got a problem. Unless you've got a problem. Yeah. Uh, so the next day, uh, guess what they do? They all cram into their Jeep and go to the bar. Go to the bar. <laughs> oh, man. I got so fucked up last night. You guys ready to go to the bar? It's nine in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, at some point later, later, um, Andrew McCarthy, Kevin is his character name. Kevin. I'll try to keep these all uh, accurate. The dream boat. Uh, He goes to Jules' place to drink, and she's like, hey, now that we're drinking and doing our favorite thing ever, um, just a quick question. Uh, Why didn't you ever try to fuck me? And, uh, oh, wait, I'm not going to let you answer. I know. It's because you're gay. Yeah. Like, that's a, you know. Because she understands that. Anyone who didn't try to fuck her is obviously gay. Correct. And it seems to me like uh, she's the village bicycle. Might be. She's been around. Could have been. She doesn't seem to have a problem with uh, anybody accusing her of promiscuity. She's also in a silky silky bathrobe where she's like giving him a choice to bang her neighbor or her right Uh then. Right, right. No, this is a trap. Yeah, it's like, all right, Kevin. This is a boner trap. You've been just... Being too normal for a time, while. Time to screw Either fuck somebody. That guy or me. Yeah, Those or, are your options. Or leave. Or That's leave. not an option. But he's like, I'm taking the third option. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Uh, I'm not screwing you or him, despite his very large drink. <laughs> yeah, that was a mean. He just has a gay drink. He has a gay drink. He has a gay drink, which I can't ever. I mean, I'm. I'm not going to accuse any parts of this movie of being homophobic because it's directed by Joel Schumacher, who uh. is an outward. Uh, he's as big a deal in the gay community as anybody. Like he's been an outspoken 
gay rights guy forever. Uh-huh. So he's not going to be like, oh, look at these gays with their stupid drinks. Oh, I know, but it was like it was like a like a neon sign flashing. Here's the gay one. See, I think this guy. That's who we're talking about. I think they had a rough job casting this character. Uh-huh. And he's always doing something that's gay. Uh-huh. Because he just doesn't look gay at all. Right. He just doesn't look gay at all. They tried to give him a neckerchief. Yeah. They gave him a bunch of weird clothes. They gave him a gay drink. They've done all they could, but you still look at him and you're like, he doesn't look that gay to me. He looks like a Lloyd. I mean, he's just your neighbor that's named Lloyd. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which, you know, a normal looking guy can be gay. That's fine. But the, the movie gets confused with this guy. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, anyway, so he leaves. He's like, screw you. I don't like this. Um, Emilio Kirby Kirby goes on a date out of nowhere with Annie McDowell. I don't know Annie McDowell's character's name. Uh, like he, Dale. Yeah. Her he, name is Dale. He has the Dreamweaver moment. And then the next thing he's at like this fancy restaurant like, oh, I'm going to have a date with you. There's no like, I don't even think that they even may- meet on screen. No, he meets her at the hospital when they're in the accident the first. He's just like standing there going. Oh. Well, he goes in and he's like, hey, do you remember me from? I guess they went on a movie date. Yeah, he's you, like, were a f- you were a senior when I was a freshman. Yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah. And All then. Right. So they met in college. They met in college. Yeah. Uh. All these people met in college. And he's All like, right. I'm a lawyer. At Georgetown. Mm-hmm. Even though Georgetown would not let them saw the script and they were like, fuck no. Right. So they had to shoot it at U of Maryland. So, yeah, there he's on a fancy day with her, but she gets called away to the hospital and he's like, oh, grumble cakes. Uh, so he's like, well, now I'm going to go to medical school so I can be a doctor and work with her, I guess is his logic. I'm going to tell you right now, gentlemen, uh-huh. if a girl comes on a date with you uh-huh. and is there for less than 10 minutes and receives a phone call. Uh, yeah, she wasn't interested. She's trying to tell you to fuck off without yeah. hurting your feelings. Especially because she's like, oh, I have to be there. Okay, bye. There was nothing on the other end of that conversation. She slipped the maitre d' a fiver. Yeah, to come and bring the phone and say, hey, this is an emergency call for you. I, I appreciate your advice, Jackie, but uh, here's the thing. Uh, anytime I went on a date with a girl, she didn't come at all. <laughs> Yeah, you, just, make it, make it, make it. Oh. you know how you get a woman to not leave a date? Put ketamine in her drink. <laughs> wow, your 80s assholes are really coming out. Yeah. Uh, don't put too much in there or she'll die. <laughs> well, based off body weight, try to pick her up at least once before you put in her drink. Yep. <laughs> okay, so he's going to quit medical school. Or law school and be medical law student. Student. Because that's just really easy. You just call and say, hey, switch switch my major. Right. You just go to a different college instantly. medical school. Yeah. And, like, why do you want to do that? Because I'm Um, about to really fucking commit some crimes here. So I'm actually going to burn a question right now. Do we think he's actually ever been in any of these graduate programs? Or is he just Just working at the bar? Making it up? And then saying... Being optimistic about what he's going to do next without actually ever doing anything. I think this is, this is still summer vacation and that he's applied. And no, still no, 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 it is not, Jackie. Yeah. This is a period of many months that this, this movie takes place over. Having seen it twice now, it is supposed to be a the first year 
uh-huh. out. Yeah, oh, that's it's true. Four because... months after they graduate, so that would be you know if they let's just say they graduated May. That's you know put them in September. I'm going to say that no. He hasn't been accepted anywhere. I think he has. And he's working at the bar as a cover because he's just stealing beer there and he's got an alcohol problem. I mean, it seems very much like the stripper who's like, oh, I'm only doing this to get through medical school. You're not in medical school. Yeah. Uh, Hey, guess what? There's no medical school here. Right. Um, Yeah, I don't think he is. I think he's bullshit. I think he's fucking lying trying to impress everybody. I think he's a waiter. Yep. Okay. Um. Alec goes home and he's brought some sexy lingerie. Oh, also uh, Andrew's there, just hanging out, I guess, with well, Leslie she's making peppers and squash. Mm, block one of my faves. <laughs> what are you cook? That's not two things that go together. Uh, peppers and squash casserole. I guess maybe you could both in a block both in stir fry, but if that's the only thing. Numbers. Nummy. Uh anyways, so he's like, Hey baby, try this on in front of our friend and her, their friend's like, Oh boy, I hope she does. Uh so he ashes into the law. <laughs> <laughs> These motherfuckers just ash where wherever the fuck they want. Where on people's floors. Oh, it's an, it, in, a, in a pile of leaves. <laughs> starting fucking fires. Like they are oblivious to anything but themselves. Right. Oh, man. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, he confesses that, hey, while she's putting that on, I want you to know that uh, it may smell like poon because I totally banged the sales clerk who just said that she was going to model it for me in the dressing room. Yeah. And Andrew's like, great. Great. Thanks, guy. Glad you told me about you being a fucking scumbag. Sure. Well, I guess uh, I'll just keep cooking your dinner. Girlfriend's num-nums. drunk concoction. Because that's <laughs> the only way that you put these two things in a pan together. Uh, if you're wasted. Uh, and then he goes to have sex with her. Uh-huh. Like, she's not going to be like, hey, why does your penis smell like another woman's vagina right like, now? Like this lingerie's crotch. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe she didn't sniff it. Um, anyways, Andrew McCarthy, uh, Kevin, he leaves and goes home and he lives in the red light district. Yeah. Uh, okay. He's got a crappy apartment. He's probably the only one that's living within his means at this point. He lives above probably one of those like jerk off stores where you put a 25 center in the machine and you see pictures of, uh, you know, Doris Day shaking her butt or whatever. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It could be above a liquor store. Yeah. All Doris right. Day shake. Do they have that? Yeah. You know, Doris Day. Doris Day porn. You've never heard that's, of that before? Yeah, that <laughs> seems gonna, like it's... Do we have anything else? Because... Uh, there's there's other things. There's like, wait a second. Is this, people jack off to this? Really? Mm. Who are these people? Come on, and I see me say, <laughs> Yeah. I, I think that I, I fucked up my life as a 22-year-old. I... I should have lived above a liquor store. You should have uh, became uh, really close friends with a prostitute, like a life partner. She is his secret best friend in life to, coach to put her into a different movie. Let's say he's uh, the up and coming quarterback and the, the starting quarterback of the college football team yeah. just got injured. She's the black janitor. Yeah. If he was Frodo, she'd be Gandalf. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> but she's like a, 
hooker that just talks to him about stuff. Right. Life. Hey, see. She's Mrs. She's Mrs. Belvedere. Mrs. Belvedere. Mr. Belvedere. She's a. A friendly butler that helps you through your life but- problems. Butler who was a squatter. Right. That, would that make him Bob Euchre? Right. Or the kid that's annoying. The kid that's annoying. Mm. Or is he all of the family and Mr. Belvedere and she's the dog? Or she's, Was there a dog in Mr. Or Belvedere? Or she's Alf and, oh. and he's the family for Mr. Belvedere still. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> I don't know where we're going with any of this. Uh, anyway, so he's she shares his uh, pooch because um, they're that tight, I guess. I don't know. But what I did notice about the scene is that she's a hooker, uh-huh. so who, who knows how many wieners she's had in her mouth. Sure. She actually takes the bottle of hooch from him and cleans off the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're gross, dude. That is a straight-up diss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to drink off of it before she puts it in her mouth. I don't knows, want whatever you got, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because she's like, you're gay, right? And he's like, no. Oh, no, it's not that, is it? Hmm. This is 85. Yeah, it's probably that. No! Dude. There's nothing in any of these shots that isn't a very deliberate decision by Joel Schumacher. Oh, yeah. She doesn't want to. She thinks he's got the stuff, Jackie. Mm-hmm. Yep. No. But you not enough. Get that it she, from that. Yeah. Fucking ignorant buttholes. She's like, oh, I'm worried that you got the AIDS, but not worried enough that I'm not going to drink this. Let me rub the AIDS off of it. Right. Yeah. That that, that's how people fucking were, man. People yeah, were I know. fucking stupid. Yeah. I uh, had a lady when I was a kid tell me that I needed to use a straw. Because, because I might get AIDS from if I put my mouth on the glass. Like, are you... So fucking retarded to not understand that everything on the glass is in the liquid that's inside of it, yes, too? right. Oh, my God. My, that is completely stupid. I'm with Sam. I was also told that as a kid. You, to use any, a straw? Yeah. Anytime you were in a public, restu- or a public restaurant, that you had to use a straw because if you didn't- You'd get the AIDS. You'd get the AIDS. My mother told me that if I my lips touched the drinking fountain, I would get AIDS. Oh, my God. Yep. Ah. <sighs> Oh. Yay! Ignorance. Um, it's fun, right? Uh, so Jules, she calls Alec over, and she's like, "Hey, I'm at this fucking hotel thing with a bunch of gangbangy Arabs." <laughs> this she says it just like that too. Doesn't make. Any sense. No human being has ever said this in the existence of humankind. I'm stuck with some Arabs that I barely know any Arabic. You don't know fucking any Arabic. What are you even doing there in the first place? They want to have a gangbang. Come and get me. Come and get me. Then he gets there. And they're just watching fucking MTV. Yeah, they're. And it doesn't. It's not like, hey. Don't steal our gangbang lady. We were totally going to rape all of her orifices later. They're like, eh? Who are there you? There was a lady here? There was a lady here. I think she wandered in because she's like a drug dog that could smell cocaine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I she's don't... like, here, I'll, I'll wheel the cart of hors d'oeuvres in there. My cocaine sense is tingling. Yeah, so she she pushes the waiter out of the way, wheels it in there, <laughs> and then just starts doing their coke, and they're like, what the fuck is that lady? She wheels it straight into the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> but they're like... None of this scene makes any sense. None. Like they have the traditional uh, head, whatever those things are called. So there you'd think that they're not going to do drugs. No. 
Why would they have cocaine? And then there's a ham platter there, which I think is also bad. Right. No. Um, no, anyways. Yeah, so he comes against her, and she's like, bang me. And he's like, mm, okay. Um, I don't, I can't do that. I gotta go back to Leslie or whatever. And she's like, fine. The only reason I called you over here is because I didn't want to be lonely tonight. And so she calls some other dude to bang him. Yeah. Just stay in there with the Arabs. I mean, what's your deal, lady? They must have run out of cocaine. I guess. I don't think they had anybody to begin with. I think she got lost in there. I think room service brought the wrong thing over. Probably. A lady. <laughs> they brought a lady <laughs> No, over. the ham platter. No. Hey, we ordered a gangbang, not a ham. No, none of this makes sense. Um, so, Billy and uh, Wendy... I, apparently they're dating. I didn't know that up until this point, but they go to her parents' house who are rich as shit. Don't they go to meet first at her work? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. They're not really dating. She's just in love with him and they hang out. He says, like, this, your boyfriend's here with you. They say that and she's like, he's not my boyfriend. And then they make out later? I don't know. Well, Either she's way. like, confesses that she's, that's a whole different thing. Yeah. She, they go up on the roof and the, everybody's fucking freaking out like, oh my God. Ah, whatever. And then they go inside and that never goes anywhere. But then Roblo and, uh, uh, or, uh, Billy and, uh, Wendy, they go inside to her room, I guess. And he's like, so what's up? And she's like, well, I'm a virgin. And he's like, what? Yeah. Cool. They're like in her dad's study. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then her dad is a fucking dick. We're going to talk about people who are dicks. Sure. Right. He won't, he does not trust a woman to run a store. Uh-huh. He won't give his daughter one of the franchises. He will marry her to one of the managers of her his franchise. Right. What a fucking asshole. Yeah. No, this guy sucks too. Uh and they it's he like he has this fatherly scene later where it's like are you trying to say that this guy's like a good dad because every word that's coming out of his mouth is bad dad yeah uh i don't know either way so he's like uh billy's like oh you're a virgin uh well i guess i could take care of that for you i'll do you a favor and you know i'll knock the dust off of that thing yeah and she's like yeah okay and they start going at it and well sort of uh he walks her boob and then he pulls up her skirt and she is wearing some serious underoos she's got like a leotard under her underwear what this is is it's it's a a modern day girdle. Yeah. To keep everything from jiggling around and but it's there's underwear on top of the underwear on top of the girdle. <sighs> it's so she's layered. She has got she might be half protection. the size that she appears yeah. how much clothes she's actually wearing. Are you wearing diapers? Yeah. Like what, you got to put a content. No, I just like a lot of underwear. Uh so he makes fun of her like what the hell's this thing? He calls it a scuba suit. She's yeah. like, oh, fuck this. I don't want to have sex anymore. You know what? I'm good being a virgin. Uh, I think that's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Hey, your scuba suit. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm kind of an ass. Um, so she's like, I don't think we should see each other anymore. That's why I think that they were dating is because you can't just be like, hey, buddy, who was going to bang me, I guess, as a favor or whatever. Yeah. Well, maybe they were Leave. Da- she says, I don't think we should see each other anymore. Well, in her mind, they were dating for about three minutes there. Oh, because they kissed? Yeah. And that means they're dating? They broke up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But okay. right. she had been skimming money from her dad okay. for him because he can't fucking keep a job. Right. And he does the only redeemable thing that anyone does in this film. He doesn't take it. Correct. 
Yeah. And then he leaves to go be awesome at saxophone. <laughs> like that's what happens. The yeah. October 31st comes is the next scene. It's Halloween at St. Elmo's bar. And he is on stage. Whoa. In the sweetest tank top I have ever seen. I mean, there's the sax player from uh, The Lost Boys. I still believe. I still believe. And then there's Rob Lowe hamming this up. He is pure sex right here. He's saxophone. He's covered in sweat. He is oily. But his t-shirt is completely dry. Right. The sleeves are ripped <laughs> off of it. Right. <laughs> He's like spraying sweat on people, and they're like, (laughs) gross. Yeah, because nothing says your deodorant is probably out of order at this point in time. Nobody else is sweating this much, Rob. What's going on there, buddy? Lights are hot. But nobody on stage is sweating this much. No, it's because nobody's playing that fucking yeah, hard. Man. Nobody's oh. ever played a sax as hard as he's playing one right now. Eat your heart out, Other than the guy from I Still Believe. <laughs> that guy is way sweatier. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that this is the movie that really shaped Bill Clinton. Oh, yeah. His saxophone. Uh-huh. And for the rest of his life, he's like, did you guys see St. Elmo's fire? Yeah. Someday I'm going to be president. I need a way to get there. And I think it's being sexy. And he seems to have borrowed some moves from uh, Alex's playbook as well. Yeah, I think I'll put this cigar where it shouldn't go. <laughs> yeah, I think that this is... Mm-hmm. Uh, one move that really touched my life it was St. Elmo's Fire. I call it the playbook. <laughs> Blue 42. Yeah. Blue 42. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, so Billy's wife comes in. And I didn't even know he had a wife up into this point. I knew he had a kid, yeah. but he's like, I don't want to go home because it's a lot of drama and stuff. But I, he's married. Okay. Uh, she comes in with another dude, and he's been making out with uh, you know jewels all over the stage. And he's like, hey, don't touch my wife, bro. And then gets his ass kicked by that guy. Rumble! Then he gets fired right. from being the saxophone band. Yeah. Uh-huh. Then he gets beat up by the guy in the street again. Correct. And he and, calls her a slut. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, my God, I love him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they make out in the middle of the street immediately after he called her a slut. Yeah. There's no transition from like, I didn't mean that, baby, to he just throws a temper tantrum after getting his ass kicked. And she's like, Billy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the point. And I don't know, because I'm not. That woman, I would have thrown acid <laughs> on his face and been like, fucking take that. This slut's got acid in her purse right in one of those restaurant style ketchup bottles. Go be a Batman villain. <laughs> yeah, really. Go be a Two-Face, you butthole. So <laughs> two-time a two-facer. <laughs> normal mace would be too complicated. So you're going to fill up a, a restaurant ketchup bottle with acid. <laughs> That'll fucking get them. Hopefully, oh, this will never malfunction. It's not going to leak out in my purse at all. It's just citric acid. She's yeah. like, oh, I thought all acid was the same. Did you just spray me with lemon juice out of a ketchup bottle? I'm yes, fresh. sir, I did. I hope you had a zit on your yeah. face that was open <laughs> yep. and it burns. Um, so uh, Leslie and uh, Jules, they stop by Wendy's welfare homeless she's center. just volunteering yeah she seems church. to be pretty in charge yeah because she's like well i can't go to lunch with you gals but i i have the authority to feed you here she they come to 
the shelter, uh-huh. essentially, right, into the soup kitchen and take the homeless people's food. I'm going to tell you they're taking the homeless people's food because none of them actually just eat it. No, they're not eating the homeless people's they food. They come in to waste homeless people's food. Which is reference that there's not a lot of. Of, yes. And then don't eat it. <laughs> And then as they're sitting there next to the one homeless person that's at their picnic table, uh-huh. she goes, I, the, the fancy one, Jules, Jules yeah. goes, if I don't get back to work and keep boffing my boss, I'm going to be homeless, but at least I'll have alligator bags oh. right next to the homeless lady. Uh. I'm like, wow, you're a fucking, oh my God. Yeah. You need to be punted. Yeah. Uh, also, in this scene, Joel Schumacher saw fit to put Bojangles in the background. <laughs> that was the best part of this scene. The guy dancing I, up on the I didn't notice that the first time either. The fat guy and Bojangles. And I was, Bojangles is my favorite part. He, right he loves uh, He loves that schloppens, whatever they're eating. Like, yeah, yeah. it's schloppens Thursday. It's You're dancing. at the homeless shelter. It's schloppens day every, every day, day, buddy. <laughs> Oh yeah, the Bojangles guy. I'm with you, Sam. I I loved the Bojangles. I didn't even watch really what was happening with the women. I was just watching for Bojangles in the yeah. background. The thing that sucks about it is that I noticed so much background Schumacher shit this time around. I'm like, I'm probably gonna have to watch this fucking thing again. Oh no, okay. <laughs> just to make sure that I saw all the weird <laughs> shit that he put in the back of this movie. Meanwhile, Kirby is straight up stalking Annie McDowell. There's no way around it. He is. It's not. It's not John Cusack holding the boombox over his head, which is still pretty stalkery. It's stalkery. Uh, this is straight up. He's stalking her. Stalking. He's in the rain on a bicycle, chasing her down, and then staring into a window like a poor orphan <laughs> at Christmas time, watching her party, or like a stalker, or being a stalker, being a stalker. <laughs> And he's glaring at her through the window pane like, why are you so fancy and nice? Um, I got a question. Sure. How hard are his nipples right here? <laughs> Very hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. He could he could uh, like one of those uh, glass cutter tools like he sure. could break in and be a cat burglar using just his nipples his right nipples, here. Yeah. Well, if he would have done it right, he could have just stuck his hand through that pane and got himself some shrimp while he was waiting for her to be done. He's not there for the shrimp, shrimp Jackie. No. He can't even eat, and he's so infatuated with this woman. He's probably, you know what? He is into shrimp, but he likes to put it in his pants before he goes stocking. Like, yeah. his, he's just got a diaper filled with shrimp in his drawers right now. <laughs> how, how do you know that people do that, Justin? It's nice. It feels so good. It's not as good as just filling your pants up with baked beans. Sitting in a cake. Yeah, sitting in a cake. <laughs> Weird. Cake sitting on a I don't want thing. any food products around my orifices. He's insane, Jackie. He's gone. They go farther with the filmmaking and they do the heavy breathing stalker cam. Uh huh. He's it, like close up of his eyes and he's like, like squinting and intensing, like. Yeah. And then it cuts to a POV shot of him. His POV going through the party where he's just uh-huh. going, <sighs> right, like he's fucking Jason or something. Yeah. Ugh. And, and everybody's staring at him like, yeah. oh, look who, oh. He's like, your party sucks. Let's go. And she's like, okay, let's go to my apartment. Oh, she goes, can I help you? And he's like, I, I'm infatuated with you. Okay, well, come on over. Come on over. I'm going to feed this for a while and see 
See what happens. Hey, it's 85. We don't know what can happen. We're women, right? Ugh. We're stupid. No, dude. Fuck off with this shit. Uh, anyways. Meanwhile, if you're a doctor in D.C., <laughs> you have to share an apartment with a middle-aged woman who's crazy. Who hates you. Who hates you. And then he finds his, like, her blanket? He he grabs her pillow, and he gives it a nice sniff. Like, the, he, this is... He has come full circle. He is now the guidebook to be a stalker. Right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that if I'm pretty sure they probably wanted to do panties in that scene. And they were like, why would she just have underwear laying on the couch? And again, these are all things that in 1985 probably need to be brought to attention that like, hey, we got to, you know, I want you to be aware of uh, these guys. They're called stalkers and they're bad. And we need to like make it a law that you can't do this. He's one of the good guys in yeah, the film. I guess. Ugh. Had this been more popular, stalking might be called estevezing. Right. Ugh. Ugh. Anyways, so she's like, um, yeah, um, I. the fun thing about being a doctor is it turns out there's just a lot of money involved. But I don't get any of it because I live in a fucking $200 a month shithole. Shithole where I have to sleep in the living room and live with a lady who hates me. I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. And he's like, oh, I think I see what you're saying here. Yeah. You won't date me because I don't have enough money. I read you. And then he just fucking bails. She he doesn't bails. even get a fucking chance to be like, that is not she, what I said in she any was fucking like, way. Emilio or Kirby. Your uh, your pity fuck. It was in here. You just left. But yeah. Okay. Um. Hmm. All right. So that lady was gonna watch us though. Yeah. She hates it. <laughs> she just hates it when I fuck dudes in the living room because I live in the living room of someone else's apartment and I'm a fucking doctor. <laughs> and then Billy goes back to his frat because he's starting to totally glory days out, and he's like, "Hey, bro." Let's play some football, but after that, I got a favor to ask. Can I get a job at the frat? Yeah. Do frats have jobs? No. The lady that, like, cooks. Right. The What's that called? It's not a chaperone. It's the headmaster or they something. They don't have those in the fraternities. Uh, they just have the cook. Oh. They, pretty they, much. They only have the chaperone ladies for the female. That's pretty... Sororities. Shitty. Yeah. So if you're in a fraternity, you just do whatever the fuck you, you want. Just, That's why their houses are always so damn gross. You just drug, you know, the sorority ladies and have your way with them and then uh, only get six months for sexual assault. Brock, I'm talking to you, fucker. If you're listening, Stanford son of a bitch. <laughs> Where do you think he gets his ketamine? Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's ketamine. I think ketamine's bad stuff. <laughs> Probably. We should get some. Um... And then, like, take it to ourselves sure. while we're alone and can't be hurt by yeah. anybody else and see what happens. Um, You know, safety in, in overdosing and drugs, right? Sure, why not? Uh, So he's like, I need a job. And they're like, sure, man, you could be your drug dealer. How is he not already their drug, drug dealer? dealer? And he looks sad, like, oh, man. That's so insulting. Really? And this is the 80s. Like, he should be cleaning up selling coke. This is your job, dude. This is your gig, man. Right. Oh. And but, he brought his wife and kid there, yeah, too. Yeah, it's like his family day. Like, hey, it's let's just have a family day. He's like, okay, let's go to the frat. I'm going to play a little football. You can watch. You can watch. Then I'll come over here and be like, don't give up on me. And she's like, I give up on you fucking 
10 minutes ago when you're like family day, you're, now you're playing football with these assholes. Yeah, she tells him that uh, she her ex wants to marry her and take care of her. And he's like, don't you give up on me? Yeah. And which probably got him the Razzie because he blows this line. He sure does. Pretty hard. Yeah. And all I could think is she's going to wait for you to disappear again to your friend's house. Uh-huh. And she's going to load up her shit and leave. Yeah. That's probably a good call. Actually, they have a whole house. So she's just going to change the laws. Right. No, it looks like they live in one of those big, like, old style houses where they've converted them into apartments. And they've got the crappy one that's in the back. Maybe. Next to the parking yeah, lot. Maybe. It used to be the garage. Yeah. Yeah. I live in my mom's basement. Danzig sounds best in your mom's basement. <laughs> just if anyone is wondering. Uh, Kirby. Goes out and just gets a job. He's like, hey, ambassador. So he gets the job. I'm your that, man. Uh, Rob Lowe's character. Billy applied Billy to be the app- fucked it up. Oh. He was in the hot tub and he got caught by the the Korean mafia guy. I thought he was the ambassador to like. No, he's a Korean gangster. Huh. I guess. Or no, something. his name is in the fucking paper. I thought these yeah. were two separate dudes. No, they're the same guy. Same guy. Uh, yeah, oh, right okay. That. So, yeah. So, at, you're both right. Because at one point, they say mafia guy. And at the next scene, it's he's got the newspaper. And he's like, I am, I'm this guy's thing. And he's an ambassador now. Yeah, so. That's a thing. And he's cooked up through Alec knows him. So, he's a crooked Korean ambassador, I guess. Slash Yakuza Who leader. needs dickheads to... Fuck his house up. I guess. Because that's all that these guys do. Uh, anyway, so he's like, hey, I'm your man. Give me a job. And he's like, okay, cool. Here's your job. Now go sit in my fucking car and have my limo driver drive you around. So you can pretend to be rich so you can stalk this person. Because he drives directly over to her work and just waits there yeah. until Annie McDowell gets off work. And he's like, oh, hey, you just caught me uh, reading the Wall Street Journal. Sure. How about that? I'm just throwing this party. And she's like, I would have had sex with you, but you left my apartment. Yeah. Now you're being fucking weirder than you were before, which is really saying something because I could see murder in your eyes. Yeah. Uh, He's also had to give most of his salary over to the limousine driver. Right. To pull this elaborate ruse. Right. At his boss's house. The party's going to be at his boss's house. Yeah. And the whole gang shows up. And Everybody's there. People that they don't even know right, show up. Right. There's a real party. Yeah. And, but she doesn't show up. Annie McDowell doesn't show up. And no. so he flips the fuck out. Yeah. And uh, when calls the hospital, where is she at? Is she on call tonight? No. Where the fuck is she? I'll murder your fucking face with my fucking laser eyes, you fucking piece of shit. Tell me. Oh, she's at the ski chalet. Or she's, you know... She went skiing. Yeah, she went skiing. Ugh. That's after he steals Wendy's car, though. Yeah, right. Wendy gets a new car from her dad by being given to another man who is decent at a greeting card franchise. <laughs> uh, and then Kirby's like, I need your fucking car off screen. We didn't even see this. We just see Kirby in a LeBaron, and we have to put together that he's stolen the car. The LeBaron. They've t- they talk about this LeBaron a couple times like it's a nice car. It's not. It's, it's not even LeBaron. nice for a LeBaron. No, it's a b- yellow LeBaron. Right. Oh, that's been crashed. It's 
got the spoke hubcaps. Yeah. It is shit. Yeah, it's a piece of crap. The K car, people. <laughs> you you drive off the lot with this thing and the mirror, the rear view mirror instantly falls off of the windshield. Like, is it time to do that? Yeah. Like, do they have a like a like a sensor when you leave the lot and shit just falls apart? Yeah, it's a Chrysler lady. Lee Iacocca did not know what he was doing. Um so back at the party, Alec has hey everybody gather around. I got some news. On January first, uh marrying that lady. And she's like, the fuck? Are you fucking kidding me right now? You didn't I didn't say that. You yeah. didn't have that whole proposal thing. My answer would have been no, you fucking piece of shit. And she's like, come into the kitchen with me. And he's like, Whoa, what's the problem? I was just gonna force this down your throat, you know. We gotta get this ball rolling. She's like, um, I'm not marrying you because you're a cheating asshole. He's like, what the fuck? Andrew told you. And she's like, huh? No. And he goes, runs out there and punches Andrew's lights out. And she's like, I didn't know anything. Yeah. I just had a hunch. And you just told me everything. You stupid motherfucker. Yep. Zapped. Yeah. So he kicks her out because that's the best reaction. Yeah. He's like, he can do pack your bags, lady. You're hitting the bricks. She's like, yeah. He's like, get your shit and get out tonight. Wait. Isn't that what I'm supposed to tell you? Maybe she knew she couldn't afford it on her own. She was like, oh, thank God. I'm I, not even going to argue this I, one. She doesn't have, have seen a, my art. She, <laughs> she doesn't have a job. Yeah. She just drinks all day at her apartment. Right. So <sighs> she has to go to Kevin's now. Right. She has no place to go. Which is, uh, I'm going to come back to that here in a second. Okay. But um, Kirby has gone to Andy McDowell's apartment threatens to murder her roommate sure she doesn't fucking give up the goods that she's up at the ski chalet so he's on his way up there now uh meanwhile jules has given billy a ride home to his house where his wife and child are Uh Mm uh-huh and then proceeds he proceeds to sexually assault her yeah Mm -hmm. in front of his wife and kids yeah this is a great idea she says how dare you? I needed a friend tonight. You know what? One of your friends just got kicked the fuck out of her apartment. Maybe you could talk to her all night long. She was going to bang him as long as he was nice about it. Fuck no, she wasn't. Yes, she was. He was being nice about Not it. Really. And she's like, he hey, I, stop. I need to talk to you about something. And he's like, well, that's when he goes all sexually. Sure. Assaulty. But I think if he listened to the secret for 10 seconds. She probably would have banged him afterwards. Yeah, Her I, friend has no place to fucking live. She and she's like, well, I got to go bang this this guy who's married who doesn't have a job. Yeah. You know, she, this, they say the best sex of your life as a lady is, is the, with is, the homeless person sure. is is with the guy who's, you know, didn't make anything of himself. I've, and heard, I've heard that one quite is, a bit. Is all really drunk at the time. I've, yeah. I've, yeah. In I've prison. Always heard that the best sex you could have is with a homeless person. Especially if they're unconscious or dead. When if you take their dinner first, <laughs> <laughs> like these people in this movie do, <laughs> you want me to fuck you? Okay, I'll take your dinner. Ha <laughs> ha! Now you're fucked. Meanwhile, back up on top of the mountain at uh, the uh, Overlook Hotel, um, Kirby has made it. Barely. Starts banging on the door and. They're like, what? Who the fuck is this guy? And the nicest person possible that it can exist in this universe opens the door and is like, hi, what's up? What the hell are you doing? And she comes to the door. He doesn't No, He doesn't even do that. He's like, 
hello. And yeah. she comes to the door. She's like, Kirby. And he's like, wait, you're fucking this dude? I, duh. Um, I'm out of here. Doesn't say anything. Just storms off, gets in the car, but the car is fucking stuck. And they're like, why don't you spend the night here, bud? I don't want you. I'm going to sleep in the car and die. <laughs> like, no, don't do that. Just come inside. Here's my pajamas. Here's my pajamas. Here's your cocoa. <laughs> We're going to do your clothes, your laundry, because you fell down in the snow like a butthead. Uh, what are you people doing? I don't know. She sucks. And then Call he gets the all. the fucking police. Yeah. So this guy's like, all right, whatever. I'm going to go to sleep. And uh, I'm sure it's fine. Kirby's like, no problem. well. I trust all of mankind. Yeah. There is no evil in this world because I am not evil. Well, I think he he identifies him as being a major powder. Like, that guy's not going to do anything. He's just going to pout. And he does. He, he just, just pouts. shares and pouts. He drinks his cocoa with the marshmallows in it and makes poopy face. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying that these two have already had a conversation about Kirby. That he knows about Kirby. He knows that, you know, they work in the medical field. They're going to assume that he's sick. In okay. the That he's mentally sick. Which and that, he is. You know, he, he has an issue. We don't want to, you know, ruin his life. Let's just help him out this one time. By encouraging more of this bad behavior. I think they were being very nice. They're being way too nice. Call the fucking cops. This guy needs to go to the fucking loony bin. Or just push his car out at least. (laughs) I know. (laughs) If he wants to leave, let him. Um, So Leslie, because her friend is an asshole and wants to fuck a homeless guy, uh, has to stay at Andrew's apartment, Uh which is weird. Um, Kevin. Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. Andrew McCarthy's apartment. And he's like, so funny story. Um, I am completely madly in love with you. And she's like, do me. Yeah. Well, she finds a cookie tin full of pictures of only her. Uh-huh. Doesn't really put it together that fast. Right, right. He has to still tell her. Yeah. Like five seconds later. Yeah. Uh, and they bark in garbage, basically, because he's just got garbage all over his apartment. And, and on- she's. Fine with it. And on top of a coffin. Yeah. yeah. Right. right. And then in the shower and then. She breaks his shower door. Yeah. It's a piece of shit apartment. Yeah. Next morning. Uh, guess who comes in? Alec. He's got a key. And he's he like, is, oh, hey, what's up? Uh, he yeah, is, you got a lady back there? Yeah. On an overnight drunk. He's got a tall, tall can of Miller Lite. Uh-huh. And he's still going from the night before. It completely smells, hammered. Smells like poon in here, man. You got, you got a lady in here? Sweet. Is it the fat one from the party? She's like, hell no, it's not. It's my skinny ass. Yeah. And he's like, motherfucker! Road rage. Road rage. He also, I figure this has to be like two in the afternoon. Yeah, I think so. And so he's been drinking for like 27 hours or something like that. He's going hard. Right. Uh, So he like, fuck you guys, I'm leaving. And Emilio, or... So Kirby and Kirby's boss comes back home the next day. The police is trash. And he's like, well, I guess that fucking guy's fired. Um, yep. Where the fuck is he? Well, he's up in the fucking snow place. The ski chalet. Drinking yeah. cocoa still. He uh, stole my car. Yeah, he stole my car. He's a total douche. Um, and Jim is like, hey, hold on. Before you leave, let me get a picture of you two. You've gone, you've gone too far, Jim. Get this guy the fuck away from your girlfriend. Yeah. He is going to stab her. And you. And you. And then she does a nice thing where she's like, wow, I like having you as a toy. I imagine if things had been different. 
And then maybe yeah. I chose poorly. He, you you've got an eight foot tall doctor man who has, who has a, a ski chalet yeah. and clearly cares way too much about you and is incredibly nice right there. Yeah. What yeah. are you doing? Yeah, she sucks. She fucking sucks too. Yeah, so then he kisses her. The the dip kiss. Yeah. And then he comes out and they still get the picture taken. Right. And she it, it, it's not like it's not a dip kiss where she's like she makes out with him. She makes out with him. Yeah. And then she hands him the picture and he hands it back to her and drives down the road triumphantly. With his fist, he gives the fist on the yeah and then laughs like a fucking maniac. Yeah, no, this guy is an idiot. What the fuck? It just happened. Well, I'm we not. know he's an idiot because he didn't even bother to roll up the fucking window. He's got his arm out the window. Yeah, yeah. He's fist pumping while he's driving a little baron down a snowy road. Yeah. He's and- the king of the world. Oh, boy. Oh. Leslie goes back to uh, her old apartment to pick up her stuff. And they get in a fight about records and it's not relevant and caring. But she confesses that she's now living with uh, Jules and still dating Kevin. And, uh, but then when she goes and sees him at Jules apartment or their apartment, yeah, she's like, Hey, check it out. He got his first thing in the newspaper. Cause he's a writer or whatever. And look, he's doing really good. And he's like, yeah, let's, let's, let's celebrate. Hey, you know, it's really awesome that we're in love and stuff. And she's like, wait, what? Yeah. I, I don't love you. I only fucked you for rebound. Yeah. And I'm still doing it because I'm just codependent. Right. But secretly, I'm a maniacal bitch. And I think it's time for you to leave. Yeah. Go away. I'll call you when I want to get fucked again. What the fuck just happened here, too? Ugh. Yowza. (sighs) Later, she goes to uh, where Alec is working on the campaign, whatever. And uh, she's like, Jules has locked herself into her room. She... She lied to us. She got fired. She wasn't really fucking her boss. Or maybe she was really fucking her boss. I don't know. Some guy in a Mercedes picked her up a while ago. I thought that maybe that was her boss. But yeah. um, she doesn't have any money. And the uh, tax people came and collect, grabbed all their shit. Because that's how tax people work. Um, Can you come help? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a really good rendition. Uh, that's Ali Sheedy in a nutshell. Yep. Right? Uh, so he's like, fine, whatever. I'm mad. And he goes there, and she's, Jules is locked herself in with the windows open, and she's wearing a t-shirt only. Yeah. Which they say, I think that she's trying to kill herself by catching a cold. Yeah. I don't think she's going to freeze to death, guys. There's better ways to do this. There's a lot better way. They are standing outside, not cold. No air is no mist is coming out of their mouth. They're wearing jackets, but it's not like they're big, heavy jackets. Like, fuck, it's cold out here. If we don't get her some warmth, she's going to pop. It's like 46. Yep. She's fine. This is just one of those desperate cries for help. It is a desperate cry for help. But at the same time, you go like, what are you doing? Really? Here, let me let me see if I can get you a knife. <laughs> Let's yeah. just do this right. Oh, they just throw it through the window is, bars. This is pathetic. Just we'll we'll go up to the roof. I know you don't have the balls. I'll push you. Yeah, I'll, I'll push you off. It's fine. Uh, meanwhile, so you got Alec, Leslie, Kevin, 
and Kirby have all showed up, uh-huh. and they've are incapable of fucking anything because they're idiots. So they have to go get Billy, right? Who fucking gets in there? Who? Well, on their way, he, they get Billy because he's got apparently a fucking blowtorch in the back of his truck. And wait, hold on, he's got a truck too. He works I, at a gas station down the street now. I guess whatever. So they try to cut their way through the iron bars that are covering the windows with a blowtorch. They don't really do a good job, and it doesn't matter. He's Billy's like. You know that I'm going to get in there, so you may as well let me in, so she does. Right. But all before this, Alec tries to kill Kevin by dangling him over the railing. And then they're bros again. I don't know. I guess they had whatever. Try to murder me, uh, but you're my friend now. He tells her, Billy tells Jules, like, hey, I know it sucks you got fired, but I get fired all the time. Um, So check this out, though. It's St. Elmo's fire. The whole thing was bullshit. They, the, the sailors just pretended to see St. Elmo's fire, so they had the courage to keep going on. And that's you. You need courage, and he, and I'm your courage. And it's bullshit. And maybe like, this whole movie's bullshit. I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying right now. It says nothing. Doesn't really matters. Anyone can see. <laughs> Nothing really matters. Uh, anyway, the wind blows. Um, yeah. He's a little fast and loose with St. Elmo's Fire. Right. Uh, at the same but... time, the movie basically says that, yeah, you're watching nothing and nothing happened and this generation is and, lost. And it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. And these people are assholes. And the second time through, you realize that these two... Are the best people in the movie. Hold on. Hold Maybe. on. Maybe. That's uh, obviously a question for later. Um, How anyway. did you not mention the clown in this scene? Oh, oh my God. God. There's a clown in the yeah, room. Fucking Schumacher put a clown in the back of what the movie. What is that right clown? Here. There was a puppet in the back of the movie. What is early. the puppet? It's some creepy shit. Get it out of there. It's going to come to life. <laughs> Maybe. The, I mean, like, if you're going to kill yourself, let the fucking clown do it for you, right? Because that's what it wants to do. It, it clearly wants to murder you. Um, windows open. What a rookie. So everything's going to be okay now for everyone. They're a unit again because she got a cold. <laughs> she got the flu. She's sad. Oh my God. Much later, Billy and his wife is split up and he says, "It it's fine. I'm never going to see my daughter again. I think it's a good idea because it would just cause confusion. I chose not to see my daughter again because I don't want to confuse her. Yeah. You motherfucker. Are uh, you fucking kidding right now? A little bit of confusion is the roadblock for you never to see your daughter again and not for her to know her father even exists. Yeah. And someday she's going to open up a box box of letters and find out that you're fucking in prison and be like, what? Oh, and have a crisis conscious and then probably climb a fucking uh, book depository building and uh, shoot JFK. Open her windows and try to freeze to death <laughs> at 46. Because I think that's what happened to her character. What an awful uh, person. But he's also at. What's Mayor Winningham's character's name again? Wendy. Wendy's new apartment because her dad has allowed her to be her own woman. Right. And she's painting, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to give up on my kid. And uh, 
You want me to throw a bone down on your virginity before, By the way, I, before are, I ditch town? Are you still a virgin? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay, let's bone. And then they do. He porks her butt. Yeah, maybe. The, the sex scene doesn't line up. That's butt sex. Mm. She's still a virgin, technically. Uh, yeah, then he moves in and we might see. Uh, they have a, a send-off with him on the bus. Bye, everybody. We love you. And... Leslie has chosen to be single single over choosing one of the dudes. And they're like, we're pals, aren't we? Yeah. All three of us. Yeah, no, she basically London, states. London Bridges is coming. I, I'm not going to pick either one of you yet. I'm just going to play this. See where this goes. I'm going to see how long I can string both of you along and not have a real job. Hey, Billy, uh, did you leave that ketamine? By chance? Just wondering. Just wondering. Yeah. All right. That's your fucking movie. What a bunch of fucking human pieces of garbage. How can you say that? Then they they find themselves outside of St. Elmo's Fire Bar. Oh. They don't go in. Yeah. They don't go in. Whatever. Because now they're not going to go to the... They're going to meet during the day and start getting drunk at noon. Right. For brunch. Ugh. What do you guys got, question-wise? The big one, because I know you're chomping at it. Who's who's the shittiest person in this film? <sighs> mm. I mean, let, let's break it down. Let's go back down the list. We got, to me, Moore's character, Jules, who is Just a, a drug addict. Drug, pretentious uh, homewrecker who... Is possibly fucking Alec. Who is possibly fucking Alec and wants to fuck everybody, whether it fucks them over or not. Um, and we'll just go to one tragedy after another in a desperate cry for help. Eats homeless people, doesn't eat homeless people, takes homeless people's food and doesn't eat it. Breaks into, you know, MTV watching Sheiks. Yeah. You know, hotel rooms. Mm -hmm. Uh, then we got Rob, Billy, uh, drugged out, burnout, jobless, cheats on his wife relentlessly, doesn't love his child, Says he will never see that child again and thinks it's a good thing. Have we got anything else with him? Oh, and he mooches money all the time off of uh, Oh, yeah, he owes everybody a ton of money. Uh, then there's Kevin, who has done the swoop and squat on his best friend's girlfriend for about six years. Yeah, right. Whatever we want to say about him, he's been planning this. He's uh -huh. been laying in wait. He, there was no, there was no hesitation in that I, scene where he says, "So I love you and I want to hump your butt." Even just at the end when they're like, "We're friends again," he's kind of like, "Yeah, like we were never friends. I have been doing this uh -huh. to get her. The I've been pretending yeah. to be friends with you for years. That's how I feel too. In order to steal your girlfriend." Uh, next up, we got uh, Emilio Estevez Kirby, who is a psychopath and belongs He's a in psychopath. fucking prison or the mental ward of yeah. something. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, nobody gets hurt. Yet. Yet. It's coming. Don't encourage this behavior, Sam. Uh, we know where this road ends. And, of course, there's Judd Nelson Alec, who cheats on his wife or his fiance at any point in time, is a misogynist, uh, makes her, forces her to do things that she doesn't want to do, doesn't ask, she doesn't have an opinion, she's just a woman. And is using both sides of politics for personal gain. Yes, correct. Mm. Uh, then there's, obviously, Leslie Ali Sheedy, who uh, uses people so that she doesn't have to work. Right. 
Um, but anybody she can. And then there's Wendy. Who has bad taste in men. Who has very bad taste in men. I don't know if that's a uh, criminal act. <laughs> However, she doesn't. She's kind of shitty to her whatever betrothed thing. Yeah, she strings him along. Yeah. Trying to make. I, and I don't know that she was that shitty about it. She probably was a little desperate. Uh huh. And thought, okay, I'm going to give this a go. And then it, she just couldn't go through with it. Well, yeah, but. It's almost Christmas at the one party. Right. And it was Halloween when she... So she's strung him along for months. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, okay. So who's who's the who's the most shitty person? Alec? I think it's Alec. I'm going to go with Kirby. It's, it's got to either, either be Kirby, be or, Kirby or Alec. Kirby or Alec. Yeah, I think it's Alec. But maybe we can justify Alec because maybe Kirby has a sickness an illness, a mental disorder, and that's not really his fault. He needs help. Whereas Alec is choosing to be a human piece of shit. Yes, he is. Mm, yeah. Absolute tyranny is his end game. Right. Who's the least shitty? Well, it's got to be whatever. Wendy. Wendy. All right, let's cack Wendy. Who's the least shitty out of the assholes? Oh, at this point, it's either Billy or Jules. Sure it's not. Andrew? I think it's Andrew. No, because he pretended to be someone's friend for four years so he could steal his girlfriend. That's pretty crappy. That's maniacal. That's pretty crappy. Billy is a shithead. He's a shithead, but he's not really trying outwardly to hurt someone. He said, I'm never going to see my child again because yeah. I don't want to make any confusion. Well, that's that one it's really pretty does crappy sting in there. So that puts him out of the game. Up until then, though, he was just a dickhead. So I'm going to go with uh, Julie. Because she's just a drug addict who fucks people a lot. Mm. Jackie? Uh, I'm going with Andrew. Huh. Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. I just. Sure, it's not Leslie. She only uses people so that she doesn't have to work. Fuck that bitch. Well, yeah. she's going to use both of them. Yeah. As long as she can. There's a chance that there's five years of her screwing both of these guys before she marries a rich dude that's not either one of them. Touche. Now, I'm going to go. You're right. It's Jules. Yeah. She, and she sucks. She sucks. She sucks pretty bad. Anybody else got any questions? If you had to be friends with one of these people, who would you be friends with? Billy, and he would only get so close. Billy. I think it's probably Billy because, yeah, I, I would not be friends with Jules. Not a chance. Dude, that would be a fucking nightmare. Yeah, it would be. Uh, but Billy, really, he's not going to fuck up your life. Just... Anybody who he has relationships with. Yeah. And I couldn't be friends with Kevin because he's a condescending prick. Right. Who's passive aggressive. Right. Uh, I couldn't be friends with Kirby because he's nuts. And anytime he tried to talk to me, I'd be like, God damn it, you're nuts, Kirby. You need to go to the mental hospital. What the fuck are you? The words out of your mouth. Jackie? I would have went with Wendy. Okay. Well, Wendy's off the table. Wendy's yeah. off the table. Oh. She's, too, she's way past these people on being decent. And it's in the 80s. Right. So it's this time period. You mm -hmm. got to pick one of these people as your friend. I'm going with Jules. <laughs> really? Even though she's going to call you constantly with another situation. So yeah, Billy. because I'm assuming that I will be single too. So yeah. then I'll have somebody that will take me to the fabulous parties. Mm -hmm. She'll way overspend on her credit card. I really have to right. pay for anything. And sure. I can have all the drugs I want. Yeah. All right. Yeah. See, she has to pick Julie because Julie is the female Billy. Right. In this, like, 
If you're a dude, you got to pick Billy because there's only so much collateral damage. Right. If you're a woman, you have to pick Julie because there's only so much collateral Other damage. Other than your phone ringing constantly and being like, uh, Arabian gangbang. needs a fiver three times a week. Yeah. Okay. I'm fair with that. I actually have one question. All right. Uh, through the entire time period of this film, Julie has been talking about how she needs to bury her stepmother. Right. So her stepmother is decaying on a table somewhere for about eight months. Is that what's happening here? It, or is she planning on her dying? I That was really fucking weird. So from what I understood was that the stepmother was very, very ill and was hospitalized. Yeah. And then eventually, you know, when after she loses her job... Then Jules goes down and starts talking to her about stuff. And all she really wanted this woman to tell her was why her dad hated her so much. And the woman wouldn't tell her anything. She's and in then a coma. The, then the lady slips into a coma. And that's when she has a, a nervous break and tries to kill herself. So how long is she? Is she dead? She's not dead, I guess. She's not, not dead. dead. She's still in a coma. Huh. And she's just like, boy, I wish she'd hurry up and fucking die so I don't have to deal with this shit anymore. Yeah. It's going to cost me a fortune. That's pretty crappy on Jules' part, too. Yeah. Uh, I have a question. Sure. Final recommendations. <laughs> Jackie, let's start with you. I'm going to give it a do. Really? I I know that it, that uh, it's these people are awful, uh-huh. but I really did enjoy the film. <laughs> wow. Huh. Okay. I really did, and I and I. Uh, not not to get me wrong, I can't relate to any of these people. Right. Um, I'm no, just not a self-centered. Because you're a human person. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a self-centered asshole. But I, I did enjoy the storyline. Huh. What story? The the intertwining of lives. I don't know. There wasn't really There's one. There's not a story. There's not really a story. I, but the thing that got me about this movie that, that I really think that people should watch it is for the background people. Bojangles, yeah, yeah. Naked Dark Crack, and Clown. And I'm with Sam. I would probably watch this again just to see what else is in the background. You know, because there's a puppet yeah, as well. And right. so I, I would probably watch it just to see what else is in the background. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Shoemaker does some interesting things with this thing. Uh, Sam, it's your pick, so I'm going to go next. Uh, I am going to give it a do not. I did not like this in any way. I don't know. Pre- I'm prefacing that with, as I stated at the beginning, I don't like this type of movie. Yeah. It's just, it doesn't matter how good the movie is. I'm not going to fucking like it because there's just nothing there other than looking at people's lives. You know what? I can talk to you guys if I need to look at people's lives. Um, And then, but, so that's, but that's for me. Now I could say if you want to see a movie that has the shittiest people ever in it, I, I can't think of another, even Gene Siskel, couldn't think of another movie that had shittier people in it. Then this is this is the shittiest people movie ever. These, so these people are like the sort of outlandish, overblown caricatures that are in a Greg Araki movie. Yeah, right. But they're real people right. in this movie, and and then their decision making as well. Like like uh, they just their motivations just instantly shift on the. Blink of it like a dime. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to do this now. What the fuck? What the? No, you just said you weren't going to do that. Yeah. Um, and we have to remember that this is also the 80s. Uh, and I believe that this was before you can actually get money to go to school. Uh-huh. So all of these people are coming from 
They went Some to Georgetown, kind. Jackie. They're yeah, rich. They're as rich. Fuck. These are rich kids. Yes. Yeah. This movie's about rich kids. In the and, 80s. and it makes me it makes me angry because you know there's something going on around the internet right now of you know the oh, I went to I had to climb to school uphill both ways with bucket of water the you know old manning out they didn't even teach his mouth they just hit us with a stick yeah where people are throwing millennials under the bus for being entitled i'm sure you've heard that yeah, oh, yeah. millennials are so entitled um <laughs> mm, so um? they're and yeah. you notice though if, if we're gonna draw that parallel millennials also love the 80s uh, oh yeah, the eighties are hot right now. The audience is oh, yeah. big time hot right now. So they they love the eighties. They're entitled. So now you're throwing no, Jackie. What I just said was anybody who says that the millennials are entitled is a fucking asshole. Because look in the goddamn mirror, you piece of shit. Not you, Jackie. You're a wonderful person, and my People darling wife. But if look- you say it, do not call the millennials entitled. That makes you an asshole. If you I'm say saying that. that they like the eighties. No. Yes, they do. But everybody likes the 80s. I, I think the same person that's on the IMDb review talking about how this these were the good old days right. is the same person that calls the millennials entitled. Exactly. Yeah. Like, exactly. I, I had to work for it. It's like, no, you, you grew up rich. Look in the fucking mirror, you butt fuck. You uh, know, if anything, I feel bad for millennials just because they have been bombarded their entire lives by screens and high stimulation. And I think that sometimes they do have a problem reaching out to other human beings. And that's where I think a lot of that fuck millennials comes from. I think they're doing just fine. They're fine. We just don't talk to them because we're old people. And yeah. We're dickheads. Yeah. We're dickheads. We're the dickheads. Look, look, look. I, I just, just looked in the mirror. My entire head is a dick. Yeah. It's, like, oh, my I, God. Somebody just passed me his veiny dick note. I used to have a darling <laughs> face, but now it's just a Ronald Reagan dick pic yep. shooting uh, jelly bean cum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sam, we've got some listener feedback. Oh, fuck. I'm an asshole. I am such an asshole. Sam? I am very conflicted on whether to recommend this or not. Yeah, no, that's a tough one. The thing is, I would say, if you've seen Last Days of Disco and you liked it, you must watch this movie. Okay. So that you can go, is this the same movie? Right. Uh, And... It's like a 51% do. Which, that is a do. It's a 51% do. It's right over the line. really hard to watch, but at the same time, it wasn't so hard that I didn't do it twice. You could also make a recommendation that, hey, if you want to be surprised that the Brat Pack actually kept working, watch this. Watch this. Because there's a lot of bad acting in this movie. And that (laughs) Schumacher gets jobs afterwards. That's the weird thing is that, like, he does a fine job with what he's doing. Yeah. It's just like this thing is an enigma. It is a weird movie. It's a sure. weird movie. Um, yeah, we got some listener feedback this week from uh, Red Cap Jack. If you recall, Jackie wasn't there, but uh, Sam and I had a special a couple weeks ago where we uh, brought in this great superpower debate, and Sam basically did the following, according to uh, Red Cap Jack. Sure. Dude, there are mutes who communicate fine and work fine in our world, even as engineers. What the heck? Well, that wasn't the superpower. Sam made a superpower that if you were mute, you couldn't get anything done, no matter how smart you were. No, it wasn't that at all. It's misunderstood, because what I was saying, what I was trying to say is that you could come up with this idea 
but you could only communicate it one time and not vocally. That's just not even a, that's not a superpower. That's a scenario is sure. what you did. And that that's is a not super disability. You, no, but the superpower <laughs> was to come up with like this world changing idea, these world changing ideas. He said, so you're Reed Richards, but you can't talk. <laughs> No, that's and not. And now he's trying to. No, no, that's not what I said. No, you just. We had to... have it on record. It's on the internet. Like, I know. You can't. But what I was saying. You can't I... flip flop. No. The truth is the truth there, Even Giuliani. In the episode, I say that you'd have to email it. In the episode, I said that. But what I was getting at is that what I was basically saying is that if you're not being a dickhead that's screaming at the top of your lungs right now, apparently nobody's going to listen to you. Yeah. And very, I was like, oh, very, you could have the greatest idea poetic. in the world on page three of the New York Times. It doesn't matter. Nobody fucking read it. Right. But that's what I was saying. Not that mute people can't communicate ideas. Very poetic. Mm. Yeah. All right. Does Red Cap Jack <laughs> say anything else? No, no. I just uh, it's like, dude, you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Um, Don't feel bad, Sam. I've been in that boat, but I was in that boat because I was an asshole, not because I was misunderstood. So never mind. We're not on the same boat. I think Jackie basically just asked, so did he say anything else? Uh, Maybe about someone else? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. Me? (laughs) Is anybody talking about me right now? (laughs) Nobody gives a shit about me. Uh, I've got an 80s complex and I can't even get people to talk about me. I'm just going to go open all the windows, do a bunch of cocaine and sit there in a (laughs) t-shirt. Yep. (laughs) Screw you, listeners. I think on that note, we have to end. Uh, Jackie, it's your pick next week. The usual. What? Oh, no, you do have something lined up for next week. I do. We're going on a bad movie field trip. We are. Where are we going to go? The Thin Man. The Slender Man. The Slender, Slender Man. Man? Yep. Oh, Smab fuck contender. I thought it was going to be the Meg. Uh, oh, I thought about the Meg, too. The Meg is not a Smab fuck contender, I don't oh, think, but uh, Slender Man's got a 15. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Slender Man. Yep. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Maybe for once in my life, I was like prepared. Yeah. Slender Man in motion. I don't get it. Gonna be, be a man, man in, in motion. motion. <laughs> <laughs> Move the song to this movie. It's called <laughs> <Saint> <laughs> <Elmo's> Fire. I'll <laughs> uh, get to the chopper. Visit us at www.stinkermadness.com. Follow Stinker Madness on Twitter at Stinker Madness. Please rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you for listening and get to the chopper.